You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. You know, Mary, I have thought many times, I think we both have, and I know I have said, well, that's everything you need to know about Donald Trump. But it turns out on September 11th this year, Joe Biden is going to visit three sites, uh, New York, Washington, Shanks, was it Shakespeare, Pennsylvania? Shanksville, yeah. Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Donald Trump is going to do the color commentary along with his play-by-play son of a boxing match involving a 58-year-old fighter. Evan Holyfield, I think is his name. The clown show of clown shows. Are you kidding me, man? Are you kidding me? But isn't it, it's funny that he's, um, I mean, there's just a lot to say about that in a weird way. And one is that, is it kind of like, um, what's the right description of it? Is it, a, is it a metaphor for Trump? You know, he, he's all trying to do a comeback or a stay relevant thing and, uh, and make money doing weird and random and kind of embarrassing things. And Holyfield is in the sense doing the same thing. The other thing is, is that Trump has so little to add to the national conversation at this really solemn moment um, that that's what he's chosen to do on 9-11 because he could do nothing and shut up, which would be unlike him, but maybe valuable or could have, you know, in some way been part of the memorial of 9-11. And I think Biden's idea to go to all three sites is really, well, I think he's the first president that's done that, isn't he? I don't, I I don't think so. Yeah. But I think think it's, um, it's meaningful because as we talked about yesterday, this is just, you know, people are a little bit consumed with, um, you know, the 20 year anniversary, but then on top of all that, some, he was being interviewed and some idiot, you know, interviewer said, well, who would you like to fight? And he says, well, I couldn't fight a pro. I, I don't think I could beat a pro. So that's like so stupid. And then he said, Biden, I, I think he'd go no. down real fast. Yeah. So, I, I mean, again, on every single level, the guy is... Um, you know, just clueless. And, you know, when we think about Trump in the context of 9-11, John, if you remember right after 9-11, you know, the consummate New Yorker, he wanted to put himself in the, um, in the frame. And you remember he said something like, yeah, I was down there helping the firefighters. And, you know, he's just made up all these stories one yeah. after another over the years. Because all, and I'm not saying this is a criticism to New Yorkers, but I think if you were in Manhattan, you somehow wanted to be connected to 9-11. And I don't blame everybody for wanting to do that because it was such a big event. But I wonder, you know, in the, all of his tellings of stories and his, you know, tales that he's woven, whether that starts to become the myth of Donald Trump, part of which we end up with 
as President Donald Trump. Well, I think you're exactly right. Now, I remember that, him saying, you know, yeah, I was down there uh, helping do what I could. And of course, that all turned out to be absolutely untrue. There's not one photograph. And, you know, people should remember, if you were in New York and you were tabloid, a news photographer, anything like that, certainly you had plenty to do on 9-11, but you would take a picture of Donald Trump. That would exist. And, of course, it doesn't. And then he had the thing about seeing uh, Arabs uh, cheering uh, at that point. Again, you know, everything that went on turns out not to be true. But that event actually led to one of his most ignominious ones. Remember when he uh, impersonated or did an impression of the reporter who I think has cerebral palsy. And that was the reporter who debugged his whole, the Arabs were, Oh, really? Oh, I didn't I didn't know that connection, but it does make sense because, you know, part of his appeal was his anti-Arab, anti-Muslim instincts, which started right then, which in part then lead or maybe in full lead to the birtherism, the thing that in a sense launches launches his campaign for the presidency. So, you know, you wonder sometimes, no 9-11, no Donald Trump. No, I think you're right. I I think you're exactly right. And, you know, I understand if if we have a listener who says, you know, coming up to 9-11, John and Mary Jo ought to be talking about something else besides Donald Trump. You're probably right, but it really, really got under my skin. This guy has an apartment in New York. It's a no-brainer. He doesn't have to go get a hotel room. Don't go there when Joe Biden Biden's there. Maybe go somewhere else, go to the church next door and just stand in silence. Here, here's an idea, Donald. Do something and do not invite any press coverage. Just do it as a human being. How about that? Yeah, and that's just not in his makeup. <laughs> because no. yesterday, I don't know, um, no, I know you're working now, so you don't get to watch all this. Oh, but it was after your work hours. But um, if you watched Biden at all, and um, Biden was speaking yesterday about the pandemic, about the Delta variant, and he's really, really angry. I mean, you can tell. I had this sense when I was watching it, like, this is what it's like to have Joe Biden as your dad. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, sitting at the dining room table which, yelling which at you. you. And, you and I kind of did. Exactly, because we <laughs> had him as a dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because our dad was like so easygoing and so nice, but when he'd get pissed and he got disappointed. And that's how Joe was yesterday. He was pretty disappointed in the American people, not the vaccinated, he kept saying, because they've done what's right. So it would be like, I'm not really mad at. Um, I'm not mad know, at all of you. I'm just mad, mad at, John. at Mary. Yeah, John or Mary. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. But- we can so, all sit there while he's mad at us. Yeah. Exactly. So I was listening to it yesterday, and I was, in my own mind, drawing a contrast to finish the Trump piece of it from the Trump briefings, which were very freewheeling. Biden was extremely disciplined, and they didn't have any purpose, whereas Biden had a serious purpose yesterday, and one of them was to announce that every employer over 100 employees is going to have to mandate a ma- I mean a vaccine. That's so, huge, John. So it is huge. 
I, and I'm so glad you, you kind of pivoted to, uh, towards this because that was really the other thing on my mind. You know, we, and I think Biden essentially says this, we have tried to convince these people, persuade them, give them medical evidence. They watched the video of people on their last days before they died, say, die, saying, I wish I had taken this virus. The time has come and Joe Biden is taking the moment to say, okay, guys, we've given you all the chances, lots of love, lots of cuddling. This is it. You either get vaccinated or you lose your job. That's simple. And I think he's right. I do too. And I know we've been talking about this since January. You know, would employers mandate the vaccine? Ultimately, I, I think for many employers, it was a difficult thing to do when, um, you know, recruiting is difficult. Um, a lot of jobs are going unfilled. And you can't risk either not being able to hire somebody or people leaving because they don't want to be vaccinated. So I'll work for company A because company B is requiring vaccination. Now you've leveled the playing field. So unless you're self-employed or you work for a small employer, you're going to be vaccinated. So that, that takes one of the um, reasons away from talent walking. And I actually have heard... Before this happened yesterday, in the last couple of weeks, uh, people who were not only vaccine hesitant, they were vaccine resistant, getting vaccinated because their employers have said, we are going to mandate vaccination. So isn't that interesting? So that really is the carrot that's needed. Well, I think it is. And I mean, you've been at high corporate level uh, uh, with the company. Uh, and we know, you know, what chief executives are like in a way. Uh, I know there are some others, some of them, Jack Welsh or whatever, who plowed ahead. But most chief executives are trying to think through all the constituents. And I think many of them thought, she said, you know, I'd like to mandate. I'm not sure if I can. I think the president solves that for them. Because exactly. when people criticize, all they say, I, you know, I understand, but that's the president's call. I got to go along with it. What am I going to do? I, it, I'm not that's trying exactly to right. CEOs, but I think that's the way it's going to work. Exactly. I mean, listen, CEOs are in the business of making money, not social policy. So they don't want to make social policy if they don't have to. But oftentimes when the government mandates, companies appreciate that. The example I oftentimes give is OSHA which is safety rules, right? So sometimes you, it, it does cost you money to create a safe work environment, you know, but you want to have a safe work environment. Nobody wants their employees to get hurt, but you have these competing interests of cost against employee safety. Now from an employee employee's point of view, it's like, I can't believe that. Why don't they want us to be safe? It's like, well, you run a corporation where the margins are very small and see what you think. So when OSHA is up and running and enforcing across the board, the, the company has no choice, but they're not competing against somebody who isn't being safe. We're all competing at the same level and companies appreciate that. You know, this is kind of the like regulatory state issue, which we've talked about on and off and we can talk about another day. 
But essentially what Biden did was put vaccination in the regulatory state space. And I think many companies will appreciate that. Some will probably sue about that. I, I'm sure those lawsuits are coming. But I would get the guess that the great majority of companies are happy to have a rule. They know how to follow rules and will get people vaccinated. Well, and it's interesting. I got a little bit deep in the weeds on, on this. Uh, somebody asked me, you know, can Biden do that? Can he tell companies? How would he do that? And uh, interesting mechanism. It's the one you mentioned. He's having OSHA do it mm -hmm. because he's saying this is a, a health threat. And because of that, as you know well, having come out of a, a manufacturing group, OSHA is already an organized thing. They They have inspectors. They have all this stuff. So even if there were to be a lawsuit, I think OSHA kind of shields the government from that because you could easily argue, you know, there's nothing novel here, Your Honor. This is regular health stuff and we've been doing it for years. Yeah, it's just a general safety rule. And I agree with you. It's, it's a brilliant idea because they already have the penalty set up. Because when I first heard that before understanding the OSHA piece, I was like, hmm, what's the enforcement mechanism? Well, the enforcement mechanism with OSHA is money. And it is significant. I mean, first violation, you get a little slap on the hand. Maybe you pay a little money. You know, third or fourth violation, you're paying significant fines and penalties. So I, I think it's a great idea to have OSHA be the enforcing mechanism. And you're right. They know how to go in and look at records. So all that being said, because well, um, you know, where we started with 9-11, so in some parts of our world as crazy as the results of 9-11 and our response to it, and other parts of our world are just normal, using the government to enforce a safety rule and using employers to do it. And, you know, Back to the old days. <laughs> Back to the before times. <laughs> right. And I've, I've got to end up with something I've really, it just struck me. If you noticed, uh, Biden said all employees of the executive branch will be required to uh, be vaccinated because the House has, or the Congress and the Supreme Court have insisted that they be exempt. Their employees will not be mandated to uh, uh, to be vaccinated. I don't know why, but that kind of scratched my butt in a bad way. <laughs> well, you know, they always want to be exempted from all the laws. And when Congress exempts themselves from the laws that they pass, that's the kind of stuff that creates so much cynicism. And they just, they shouldn't do that. That's, that's right. But you, you know, know no he... jokes to end the week, John? No, I, I've got... I, I've been created into cynicism. <laughs> I don't believe it. Talk to All you right. later. Bye. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.